site of the airplane discovery and the shuttle has cleared the tower. Hello everybody, this is Cheaper Than Therapy. How are you? I hope you're doing wonderful. Um, I'm, a, I'm a bit tired tonight. I hope, I remember last time I did a podcast um, and I, I was tired. I yawned halfway through it and I think we... we an unofficial survey was I seem to uh, give most people that listen to the podcast fucking narcolepsy um, I just thought I'd come in and catch up with you as it's Wednesday evening I um, I've done all the things that I usually have to do before I like get a couple of hours to myself before I go I, I can before I go to bed and start the whole fucking game again uh, unfortunately, this evening has been filled with me sort of trying to do stuff and my son, I have a four-year-old son for those of you that don't know, little little ginger fucker, um, he's been like cutting about the house after a prompt bed thinking he's like the shit and whatnot and he doesn't think that I know what he's fucking up to. He doesn't. He doesn't know. I know that he's out gallivanting around the kitchen and hallways of uh, Stephen's Manor. Uh, the 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 slightly concerning thing is about this. You'll, I, I was sat in the living room just before. I looked over. I saw like this little pair of hands around the door, and then his face peeping his head around. This little mop of ginger hair there. I thought, fuck me, this is, this is like I'm inside a fucking child's play film. Then I freaked myself out because he he went, he, he ran away off with his little chucky feet, run off up the, up the stairs. And I thought, shit, if I was to go upstairs, open his bedroom door and find him fast asleep, I would fucking shit myself, wouldn't I? So I still haven't done that. I take it he's gone back upstairs. Um, If not... Maybe he's maybe he's got a friend till the end up there with him. Um, I see that uh, after what we were talking about a couple of weeks ago, um, they sent William Shatner up into space today. Oldest man. And even then, I'm a bit funny about this space thing because I don't think what Bezos and Musk are doing sent... Oh, Bezos and... I don't know about Musk. Musk is sending stuff into space, isn't he? Uh, but... Certainly Bezos and Richard Branson. Richard Branson's an odd fucker, isn't he? He's a... There's a few fucking checks I think need to go on on that that guy. Jesus Christ. Um, but I don't even think they're technically sending people into space, are they? You know, when you, when you consider that the... Uh, like the International Space Station is in low Earth orbit, isn't it? I don't think... Even the International Space Station is like is technically far enough out of the atmosphere to be in space space, is it? I don't know. 
Anyway, this fucking round journey that they sent William Shatner on took 10 minutes. 10 minutes. And I couldn't help think to myself. I mean, I don't hate William Shatner. I find him quite entertaining to a certain extent. I'm not a big Star Wars guy. I never have been. Um, I enjoyed the, uh, what you call it? Um, I enjoyed Next Generation when I was a kid because it was Next Generation and I was a kid. Um, and I that spilt into Deep Space Nine, but anything after those, I'm not, or before those, I'm not really particularly interested in. Um, but like, I, I was thinking, he's off on his jollies up to uh, up to low Earth orbit or wherever he, wherever they fucking decide to go. I mean, ten minutes, ten minutes is not a lot, a lot of time, mind you. Ten minutes, suppose traveling up at X mile, hundred miles an hour is going to get you quite far up, isn't it? Um, it just got me thinking that, well, you know, billionaires are sending themselves into space now. We're sending. I mean, old A-list actors. William Shatner would be A-list, wouldn't he? Would he? I mean, it's not like he's been covered in glory since Star Trek. That's a long time ago. And realistically, unless he's be, unless he's being Captain Kirk, nobody gives a shit. So is he is he like just like the most successful B-list actor ever? best of the B team but if we're going to send the either way these people into space uh, I like the fact that maybe he was the expendable one you know they couldn't they couldn't send the rock up could they they couldn't send the rock up until they were absolutely sure of what was going on um the same with Patrick Stewart let's be perfectly honest here if that rocket burst into flames and you had the choice of Patrick Stewart or William Shatner being in it which one would you pick pretty fucking obvious isn't it but um well how off how 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 far is this gonna go of sending billionaires and millionaires on these little 10 minute jollies meanwhile like fucking chastising like normal people for their having a plastic straw or turning the heating on or maybe wanting to go on holiday soon i mean that's going to be the big one isn't it people are i I, i've i've got this feeling that not only is international travel going to get a lot harder and i don't just mean with passports and stuff like that i think we're going to go back into that thing we were in in the 90s early 90s and 80s where it was only the wealthy that really went on long-haul holidays um, but I do. I think. I think even that's going to sort of like get. Well, we shouldn't be doing that, and we'll we'll be chastising each other like we do for everything. Everything we jump on each other's back for, don't we? Um, if there's virtue to be had, it will be fucking willfully grabbed hold of. Uh, speaking of virtue, the um, I saw today, or was it today or yesterday I was reading this, that now, first of all, I didn't realise Superman had a son. I mean, again, this is going to probably upset some people, but I don't imagine it'll be you people. Um, I don't read comic books because I'm a fucking adult. Um, 
But yeah, apparently Superman has a son. Jesus, who knew it? But apparently now his son's come out as bi. And I saw this fucking wonderful TikTok after this happened. And there was a, 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 a there was a girl on a of clearly some sort of like influencer. A, like exceptionally beautiful. The you know, the the normal like eight point three million TikTok follower type people. But when she turned around and she said like is this not, I say like far too much and I hate it. It fucking burns my soul how much I say like. And I'm, I'm sorry. I apologize for it. Um, it's, you see, the Alamans of a small place and I'm just chavvy enough to say it all the time. And I don't mean to. It's just sort of crept into my vernacular. Um, maybe it's a lack of, it's a lack of words. Maybe my vocabulary is too limited to have enough things. So, I where I if it's something that I can't swear and I can't just like say, oh fuck, can't. Uh, maybe that it just puts like in there. That's like my like like my that's like. I suppose that, that was I, I should have had it there. Um, but that's like my go-to when I can't swear or I, or a swear word isn't suitable. I've just got like this one. There, there you go this one thing I can shove in that fucking hole. But she was t- talking about how the, all the creative people and all the successful creative people are um, on social media platforms. And I hadn't thought about it before. You know, when you look at all the successful YouTubers, the, um, I mean, podcasters, people on TikTok, Instagram, all these massively successful people that, a few decades ago would have been banging on the doors of Disney or whoever owns DC um, film companies trying to trying to wangle their way in somewhere. But these people are all, all doing it themselves. I mean, obviously, obviously the, um, the, the best example of this is Rogan. I think for somebody that's had something, you know, a what, during Fear Factor, would we say Joe Rogan was like a C-list celebrity? I didn't fucking know. I knew what Fear Factor was. I didn't know who Joe Rogan was. Um, I only, I didn't even know Joe Rogan was a comic until he mentioned it a thousand times on the first podcast I watched him do. Uh, oh, I just had a, a big alert go off in my ears. It's okay. I don't think you got it. Um, but yeah, he's like the prime example of somebody that made a product. It went well and then proceeded to just sell the fuck out of it until now. I mean, I'm sure there is people, not me. I don't have the numbers, but, um, I mean, you could, I'm, I'm sure there's people out, out there that could say, if we do, I don't know you, can you consider him a journalist? Um, I mean, realistically, he's interviewing people, which becomes a body of work. These people range from sports stars to comedians to scientists um, to authors. And I will, I'll shout this podcast out, actually, because I can't remember the guy's name. Um, He's been banned from Twitter uh, because of posts he made about the pandemic. 
what is his name? If you go Alex Benrinson, Benrinson, that seems to be how you'd say it. Fabulous, absolutely fabulous podcast. Um, and realistically, I think, you know, it, it seems to be only like Rogan as far as like big outlets that's given these um, a more broad range of opinions on what's going on with the world right now. Um, I think it's very valuable. You know, if you think if if it was he wasn't doing it with the millions of followers and downloads and stuff he gets, I don't know where else would do it. You know, they, they talk about it about the failings of journalism now, and that's where I'm trying. I'm trying. I can't work out exactly what Joe Rogan is. Uh, he's more than a talk show. It's more than an entertainment property. Um, it would have to be journalism, wouldn't it? You know, if you if you take like the idea of cataloging like events, I mean, people would argue that there's probably a lack of research goes into it. But then I would argue that maybe the research is done on the fly in the podcast. Uh, the guy, uh, your man, was fact checked quite a lot, sort of on the fly, which I think. It's a good thing. It's something you don't really see, and it's it's good to have people like that on for like two, three hours um, instead of like a ten minute shouting competition on breakfast television. Um, but sorry to get back to the um, to the point. This girl on TikTok was just just showing like, is this all you've got? Is is this the if you if you've got the DC DC Superman writers, you know it's you've you would have a room of writers pitching ideas for what they can do with Superman, and that's what they come up with. I don't care. I genuinely, genuinely. I know. I know people say all this all the time. People and they they, they say oh, I, I don't I don't really care what people do. And you think well you you fucking complain about it quite a lot. So you know maybe you don't, but it's. It just seems like a complete lack of creativity and wanting to create new directions for things to to adjust a, ca- a character's sexuality. It just seems like such low hanging fruit now. And then that got me thinking about um, like films that are being made. I mean, the new Ghostbusters film has been pretty well praised as far as early film reviews goes the guardian fucking panned it guardian panned it because it um i don't know how they do it but it it says in the film it uses its own law to um essentially eviscerate the 2016 all-girl movie from the history of ghostbusters which if you've seen that film it's nothing to do with it being a female cast it's a shit film. A terrible film. Um, I, I do... The only redeeming factor that film has is the lady that was in Hunger Games. I've forgotten her name. She played Rita Repulsa as well in Power Rangers. She's a phenomenal actress. She's absolutely brilliant. Uh, and she was the only redeeming thing in that film. Um, but yeah, that. Uh, the Guardian just to to try and firebomb 
this film just because of that. And I, I'm tired of... I'm tired of his try. It's not... We can't build anything up. We can't build anything new anymore. We have to tear down what's already existing. It's in... in. Oh, I was going to say it then, wasn't I? I had to stop myself. Now I've fumbled over my words. It's like... It's like... Fuck, I'll just say it. Um... If you if you get someone that says, right, well, we need a more representative gay character, we'll just make one. It's fucking fiction. Just make a character that's got an interesting backstory. That is, if you want to make them a, um, a protagonist, you need to make them relatable. You need to have that... Um, for want of better words, the um, if you if you if you're uh, if you're attracted to whatever sex this character is, then you want to fuck them. And if you're not attracted to whatever sex this character is, you want to be them. That's the best way to sell a protagonist. So why not just do that? It's in the same with. I mean, look what they did um, making Black Panther. Black Panther is a uh, is a champion of this because it's, you know, it's, there would have been, if we were making um, the the Marvel Universe now, somebody wouldn't be thinking, let's make Black Panther a film. Somebody would be thinking, should we make Iron Man black? And it's these problems, in, well, not problems is probably a bad word, but, Make something instead of changing what's already there. Because to just change what's already there, it's not a statement. It's laziness. And that's what I don't get. It's the laziness of these things. Um, I'm surprised there hasn't been more calls. Maybe maybe it'll be the next one. I'm, it's because uh, I found it strange when um, Idris Elba got such... So uh, backlash when there was talks about him being the next Bond. I think he'd make a great Bond, to be perfectly honest. But you see, I my my thing is, I think Bond should be British. Now, be that English, Irish, Scottish, Welsh. Yeah, you know, I think I think uh, I think he sh- I think Bond should be British. We are a multicultural society, so regardless of what colour that man is, I think the, I think Bond should be British. I also think Bond is a male character, uh, but then you also have these calls now to make Bond a female. You go, well, that's not James Bond, then, is it? That's a completely new character. So why not just make a kick-ass spy? You know, it's the we did the same thing in um, in the nineties. You know, where, where, where in the, if when you think about like video games and films and stuff, back in the nineties and early two thousands, everything was a new intellectual property. There were so many new films. There were so many new video games. We had um, Tomb Raider. Laura Croft was born. Um, now, I mean. You could go that the Laura Croft was sexualized. I'm not 
completely... I mean, I think Laura Croft, the character, was sexualized, but I'm not sure I buy into any of that as a problem. I don't think... Let's... let's. I don't think Laura Croft was sexualized any more or less than Chris Hemsworth was as um, Thor, or to be perfectly honest, any character Chris Hemsworth plays, or Henry Cavill for that matter, they are fucking handsome men. But yeah, they 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 wanted to make a game with a female protagonist, and they made a kick-ass female protagonist that exists to this day. I quite like the films as well. I quite liked Angelina Jolie as a Lara Croft. I think she did a good job. I didn't watch the new new Lara Croft film, but um, yeah, I thought Angelina Jolie did a good job of it. But then I saw, I mean, obviously, you know it's going to be a bit fucking funky if it's in pink news, um, but there was calls for Elliot Page to be, <coughs> excuse me, to be the next Bond. Now, first of all, doesn't pass my criteria because Elliot Page is American. Um, and also, James Bond is a spy. Now, if I walked into a room and saw Daniel Craig there, I know Daniel Craig would fuck me up. I In, in character, out of character, whatever. Jan- Daniel Craig would make fucking mince me of your boy here. I do not believe Elliot Page would have the same physical advantage over myself. And it's just, it would be like putting a child in the role. It's fucking crazy. But all of it, it's none of it is to make something new and none of it is to improve something. It's to destroy what's already there. And that's what I can't get my head around is the the wanton destruction of anything with, anything with that's culturally with cultural history to it seems that it needs I, I i didn't want to use the words but like a woke wash over it strange i don't i don't quite get where it comes from um there was some other fucking funky things as well wasn't there in the news this week uh the met office met office dropped their um investigation into prince andrew i thought that was very fucking strange didn't even uh guthrie what's her name uh, virginia guthrie was the um the lady which he was supposed to allegedly have stayed with in uh epstein's house and uh do you know the met office dropped the case without even interviewing her Fucking crazy, isn't it? People wonder why I fucking hate the royal family. There's no... I don't understand how people can like the royal family. I saw saw a thing about um, the Queen. The Queen had a stick the other day. Headline on the, on the article was, Queen uses stick, comfort stick. Was it comfort? I can't remember. It wasn't. It wasn't comfort. What do you call it? It was like confidence. It was another word for confidence. Making it um, like like my son taking his teddy to bed. Essentially, it was like it, it, the Daily Mail couldn't admit that the Queen was getting old 
It's like, well, no, you know, it's she's ninety three. Uh, she's fucking dying essentially. Um, you know, no amount of reptilian blood coursing through her veins is going to stop the fact that she's probably, probably not going to make it to see her write her own letter. Um, I just, I, I couldn't get over that the, the Daily Mail was just so desperate, so, so desperate to, even in the, even in the obvious sort of like last throes of life, where we all have to confront front our own mortality and our own physical failings, they had to give like strength to the Queen that she clearly doesn't have. Uh, and I, it's it's a strange thing. The Royals, I think it's it. I mean, it. it I, I'm surprised that hasn't become more tribal because everything's tribal, isn't it? Maybe they just they just don't have the support, you know. Just just the the sheer volume of people that don't give a fuck about the royal family, uh, I, because I think that's happened with even with Harry, Harry and Meghan. Um, even the woke like movement hasn't really got behind them, you know. It's the I think they could probably thank Piers Morgan for quite a lot because if it wasn't it's the the outrage towards morgan wasn't love for harry and megan it was hatred towards that absolute shit covered scrope bag um god i hate that man real he's a real piece of shit isn't he Real piece of shit. He'll be back on television soon, probably in the new year. He's probably had a big, nice big holiday. He'll be ready back to spew vitriol and fuck everybody's morning up again very soon. But we're getting to winter, though. I think it's going to be an interesting winter this year. I think there's going to be uh, all sorts of, I'm going to call it propaganda, I'm tired of I'm tired of pretending I think it's anything less than propaganda now. The uh you you can see the propaganda machine like even on the Isle of Man. It it was it's really strange actually. Because uh it's it's for me, and maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think I am. I think you can see when the instructions start coming down from Westminster to our supposedly independent government uh, because the day that you had your health secretary and education secretary in the UK talking about mask mandates for children and um, the vaccinations, of, uh, you know, it's, if your ch- children aren't vaccinated, they might not be able to have face-to-face lessons. Uh you know, to de- denying them of an education, uh, which is just insane. You know, we haven't we haven't had this worry for eighteen months, and all of a sudden it's a problem. Uh, is it because we've essentially stabbed as many adults as they think they can get away with doing now? And now it's like, where's the next fucking cash cow? Because the pharma companies that are like 
we're heavily involved with and that are financially backing us. They want they want more. They want more from us. Apparently, the uh, COVID vaccine is now the most profitable, um, like medical product in history. I believe medicine most pop, uh, profitable medicine. Uh, I haven't looked numbers of that up. I'm not going to lie. It's just some. It's something I read. I could be completely wrong. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. It wouldn't surprise me. I mean, fucking hell, look at the amount of doses that's gone all around the world. But yeah, you get these things in the Isle of Man now and again where things just sort of start to marry up. And the day that that started happening in the UK, our own um, ministers and were, had a, a meeting with like the head of education and stuff like that. We haven't had, we haven't had to worry about these things. You know, it's, there's worries and worries now apparently about kids taking too much time off school because of COVID. Didn't fucking matter when we told them not to go to school for months and weeks on end. A few uh, like last year did it when it was time to shut everything down and really get this this machine running get the fucking covid the covid engines going so they could start making lots of fucking money offers it didn't seem to matter did it it didn't seem to matter how many days off school people missed didn't seem to matter what their um, mental state was like when they were being trapped in a, in their homes. I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. Not everyone's got a terrible life. Yeah, I'm sure there's loving families out there. Out there, but when you think, could you imagine? I can't imagine being. Well, I probably can actually because I didn't have a lot of friends when I was a child. But um, I can't imagine being like maybe. Let's pretend I was popular. I can't imagine being a popular 13 year old that all of a sudden has to just sit there and communicate with my friends through social media and social media that's fucking half the battle of all the damage that's going on in the world. So you're you're sticking your children in front of the, the fucking poison, which is fucking us all anyway. Grim times. Grim times. And I'm, I'm very, as a father... I'm very worried about what's going to happen over over winter, and I'm not worried because of COVID. I'm not worried because of the fucking virus that my son has probably got. Touch wood, because we can't fucking gamble things, can we? But probably got somewhere close to a one in a million chance of something fucking bad happening to it to him with it and he's probably already had it because he's been in nurseries and schools this is what i find fucking insane about the whole thing i would be so much more up for all this stuff if there was the simple uh, simple steps to go luke have you had covid and someone could say yeah they go right we should do an antibody test to see where your antibodies are. And then turn around and someone and say, have you had COVID? And they go, no, I don't think I have had COVID. Well, you might have done because we said right right from the start, most people would probably only have mild flu symptoms. And they go, yeah, yeah. Well, maybe you should do an antibody test as well. Let's see where your antibodies are before we start medically like intervening. But I don't... It's for me now, if you if you still believe that what is going on on a day-to-day basis is about public health. I think you're a conspiracy theorist. Either that or you're a coincidence theorist. One of the two. Um, how how anybody can 
did what gets me what really does get me is the fact that the people that are subscribed to this like really genuinely like subscribed seem to be quite left leaning people it seems to be the people like me i think i'm pretty center um the maybe maybe center right i'll take center right as well if you want to throw that my, that my my way that makes me a modern day nazi i suppose but um it seems to be the more left leaning people have subbed to this really hard and the same in america uh, anyone would think that we're being influenced by the same social media um because we are but what i find really weird and hard to to correlate with that is that if you were to say right leaning people people would usually think that especially in uh in america when trump was in power and certainly in the uk now because we have a, a, a supposedly a a right-leaning government over here. I have no fucking idea where our government is. It's they're not neither right nor left. They are literally the pigs from Animal Farm. Um, but you would think that the ones that would be rolling the sleeves up and happy and happy to to walk the line with the um with the COVID narrative would be right-leaning people because they would trust the right-leaning government. They would be rah-rah, Union Jacks, Stars and Stripes, let's do this for the country. But it's not. It's the same people that every other tweet is, never trust a Tory. Until it's this. Never trust a Tory about anything. They are, uh, they want to screw us over, they want to destroy the climate, they want to um, take money from your table, they want to tax you, they want to take benefits away from you. Until it's this. And when it's this, now we trust Tories. Now we trust their advisors. Um and people can turn around and say, Oh yeah, well they're, they're you know, the medical advisors, they're um they're independent. And you go, fuck off. There is absolutely no way, no way a government would choose advisors, especially front facing advisors, that wouldn't tow the policy that they already wanted to tow. And that's I, I'm confused by it. I'm not. I'm try. I try not to go down. I know. I know this sounds fucking odd for me. I try not to go too crazy down the conspiracy rabbit holes because there is quite a lot of conspiracy rabbit holes, isn't there? When it comes to uh, COVID nineteen, but um, if I I hope it's greed. You know, I hope it's. I hope it's greed. I hope in um, in time it just turns out that either the vaccine worked really well for people and everything's fine, or it turns out that, do you know what? It was rushed to market. The efficacy isn't there. Uh, but side effects were over-reported and um, not as severe as like what was being pushed out to social media. That's That's what I hope, because I think that's the best case scenario. Um, then you've got the crazy, the crazy conspiracy theories, which talk about depopulation and things like that. I don't think that's what's happening because it, it makes no sense to me. 
But on the other hand, I would say that we, not we as people, but as nations, especially Western nations, because we we quite like to, or we don't say quite like to, but we find it very easy to get distracted by the comforts that we have around us while we are ravaging other parts of the world. You know, be it what happened in Afghanistan, you know, it's going to going to wars for zero weapons of mass destruction. Um, but if our governments are quite happy to to slaughter other people, and I mean any government, I don't. This this is not. I'm not doing an anti-West thing because I think most of you will probably know that I. I genuinely believe that um although our western culture is not perfect by any stretch of the imagination um i can't see a better alternative than living in the west you know if you if you look at if you look everywhere else i would prefer i mean to be perfectly honest i would prefer to live in the west around about 2005 2006 but without being able to do that the uh, even even now, if you take the cra- the craziness away, I think the West is a pretty fucking good place to be. But if governments around the world are quite happy to slaughter innocent people for oil, but um, other other political ends, then why wouldn't why would they be bothered about a couple million of their own people? You know, if they, and that's, I, I don't mean this is in like a global depop thing. I mean, if, or even a few hundred thousand, if they think they're going to make billions off something, I just don't think they'd be too bothered about what happened to people. I don't think Boris Johnson cares if you die of COVID or if somebody accidentally sticks your vaccine through your eyeball. I don't think Boris Johnson bothered i don't think any of them are bothered i don't think keir starmer's bothered i don't think any of them are but that's my cheery note and we are approaching the 40 minute mark of this podcast i hope you enjoyed it the uh, it's been a weird week this week um this is just as i said this this podcast is going to be my uh for want of better words, my my thoughts that happen through a week, and you're probably going to get a pretty un unbalanced, unthought out take on a lot of things. That even if I listen back to this podcast about three days time, I probably won't won't agree with half the things I've said, or I'd think I could have said that better. I could have made a better point, but that's just life, isn't it? We're not. Um, we we're not supposed to be held accountable. Oh no, no, sorry, no accountables. That's a fucking trigger word, isn't it? Um, we're not supposed to be crucified. We'll say for things we say that don't cause other people harm, or things we do that don't don't cause other people's harm. I'm still not completely convinced that words can cause people harm. Um, I've had some pretty horrible words thrown at me throughout my life and you can choose to do one or two 
things. I mean, it's like it's like anything else, isn't it? I mean, don't get me wrong, I can't do it. Uh, my friend's a black belt in kickboxing, and before he uh, he competes, the bits of his body which are going to get kicked the most, he conditions and they go. He goes into his dojo and they kick fuck out of his shins, out of his stomach, out of the sides of his legs, out of his calf, and they just batter him. So when he goes into competition, those parts of his body are conditioned to be hit. So you can choose to do two things. If somebody calls you a cunt, you can you can be shocked and upset and have that play in your mind for ages. Or you can think, you might be a bit of a cunt for saying that, but then that's still sort of bothering you. Or you can draw strength from it. And that's what I try to do when there's negative stuff come. I try not to bite the best thing. And I know I do bite, absolutely. I know some of you will be going, I've seen you say things to people on social media. Going, nah. But um, I think the best thing to do is just some people when they're, when people are really trying, especially social media, especially social media, when people are, are trying to lure you into an argument, it's just turn around and say, how have you had? And I hope you have a really good day. I hope everything's fine. Um, I can't remember what, what I was involved in the other day. Somebody was trying to pick a fight with me on, on the internet. And uh, I completely sidestepped it and said, oh, look, like I, uh, because obviously everyone checks. If, if if someone's continually talking to you on social media, you'll check their profile. It's uh, it's it's odd, but it's like it's like one of the new social dynamics, isn't it? You know, it's like know your enemy all of a sudden. But this guy was a fucking fabulous artist, and um, he kept pushing this argument, pushing this ar- argument. And I just replied to him saying, "Look, I I think your art's fucking brilliant, by the way." And it completely stopped. And it, the funny thing was, he didn't even respond to that comment. He just stopped conversing with me. And it's, I think it was because he didn't, if he, if he was to start talking about his art to me, then we might have struck a conversation up. We might have found out that, oh, fuck, actually, there's just this one thing we don't agree on and everything else is, you know, everything else can be spoken about. But he was in combat mode. And the idea of saying thank you or then talk about something else would have almost been like conceding a loss because he was trying to pick this fight with me. It's odd. It's so strange. If it wasn't for podcasts, oh, they see Twitter and Instagram to a certain extent. They're the only real way to put podcasts out. And there's so many podcasts now. God, I mean, the, um, I mean, I've, I've got, when you compare my audience to uh, the likes of your know, big podcasts, your know, podcast when you you fire your app up and they're the they're the first ones you see, um, you know it's it's nothing. I've got I've got nothing compared to, compared to those people. But what the difference is, or not the difference, the um, the result of that is, I really appreciate the you know, a few hundred downloads and then when I like look at the end of the end of the month and there's been a couple of thousand or a, th- a few thousand sometimes and um especially the Formula One podcast but the Formula One podcast goes out to quite a lot of people. I mean three legs four wheels, wow that's you know that that I mean you are getting towards your territory of 
front page. It, it's certainly a motorsport with three legs, four wheels. But yeah, like in, in the like the pantheon of entertainment that we have in front of us now, I, I appreciate every single person that takes forty five minutes out of their day to to listen to me talk about either culture wars or fucking sending a fucking 90-year-old actor into space or what I think about the Rones situation. Um, I appreciate you all doing it. I think that seems, seems like a good way to end the podcast. I will be back with you next week to check in, make sure everything's good, make sure we're all sane because real therapy is expensive. Uh, if you want to help me, um, please go to my Patreon. You can find me. I think you can find me on Patreon if you type Musty Audio in or Lee Stevens Content Creator. I changed the page to Lee Stevens Content Creator, uh, thinking it would change the actual search term. But the search term is still Musty Audio. So... It is what it is. Some of you guys have found it. Some of you guys have helped me out. It's great. Uh, obviously, I mean, the dream for all of this podcast stuff, isn't it? Let's all be perfectly honest about it. Uh, my my dream is the same same dream that, I mean, like Tim Pool managed to achieve it pretty much from his, uh, I mean, Tim Pool was reasonably big, but he was doing YouTube videos from his house. Um, but when he got onto Rogan, and stuff like that. Not that I think anything like that's going to happen to me. That's not. It's it's not what I'm trying to say. I'm not trying to say I des- I deserve the break. Get me onto rogue, and I can, I can talk about I don't know nothing. I can talk about nothing to Rogan, and we can get stoned and just be friends. But um, you know, it's his his thing was to. He left his journalism job. I think he worked for Buzzfeed for a bit. I don't know. Um. And he's, he turned being an independent journalist into a job. And then he turned that into being essentially a... Um, I don't know if he's still... A, he, he's in the strange middle ground now, isn't he? Because like if, so, if if he, doing his podcasts and having his guests on, if he's still a journalist, then Joe Rogan's a journalist. That's why... this is It's, it's kind of a new area, isn't it? It's a new, it's a new area of celebrity where... Um, you can see Russell Brand has done it as well. If anyone's not not watching Russell Brand's YouTube videos, I highly suggest you do it. He's he it's, he's really brilliant now. Um, I find him him he's a very very strange character because he's one of those people. He mean he's obviously he's immensely wealthy and he doesn't really have to worry about a lot of things. But I almost feel that when you when you watch what he does now, it's almost like he's trying to make amends for the indulging he did in the A-class Hollywood celebrity lifestyle. It feels like he's not. I mean, not even not even with the people. He's not. I don't believe he's trying to make amends with people that are watching it. Almost with himself, it's like he's trying to come to peace with something. It's it's odd, but I, I thoroughly love it. I think I think his, if if you look at his transformation from like drug addict to this like Jesus looking Messiah character, um, 
it is it's it's really interesting but yeah there there are this new um new breed of independent celebrities slash journalists slash entertainers because you know it's the i've le- uh, you i've learnt so much off the guests that go on these shows and if you get a good interviewer like a like rogan for instance um that allows people to talk you know it's what comes out is quite magical in a way but i digress obviously any of us want any of us that do things like this and put hours in of either making stuff and then doing the editing parts even though i don't do a lot of editing i try and uh I, I try and keep everything as organic as possible it's not necessarily laziness i could go through this and edit it all i've have time to do it i just don't think uh I don't think it's real if you do that. If I was to go back and go, do you know what? I don't like that five seconds. We'll just get rid of that. We'll just get rid of that bit where we were talking about Ghostbusters in case somebody doesn't like it. And it's a you you would naturally end up self censoring. And I don't I don't think that's particularly healthy for anybody. Um, but yeah, we all want to do this for a living. We all or at least turn. Something like this, especially things that can get you in a bit of trouble. And I do, I do think, I do wonder about some of the podcasts I've done in the past. I think, well, what happens in ten years' time? Because I've said some fucking risky stuff on podcasts, and I've said some risky stuff that's risky now. So in ten years' time, what might do? Do I get fucking jail for suggesting that the uh, the Ghostbusters movie should have been set on fire in the film studio? The twenty sixteen Ghostbusters. Uh, you know, what happens, what happens in time? What happens to, if, when you see people's tweets get, like, trolled up from 50 years ago? Not 50 years ago, you know what I mean. I mean, fucking hyperbolic. But, what happens in 10 years' time with podcasts? Where you can take a, especially with podcasts you've done, where, you know, you start having a couple of drinks with people, um, it is is that is that the next one? Are, are these the? Are we going to change the social dynamic to where we can destroy somebody for a conversation they they had ten years ago? It doesn't seem particularly beyond the realms of possibility. Um, I don't have a lot though, so I don't. That's the. I, th- I think there's t- there's two things to do. There's there's two two formulas for fucking bravery with these things you either have so much that you can't be fucking cancelled because you've you've literally got like fuck you money um that's why i think again i'm such a rogan fanboy uh but that's why i think rogan did the spotify deal because even after that deal when you do a deal for 100 million you have absolute ultimate fuck you money and he can do whatever he wants now whatever he wants if spotify was to fucking suddenly decide they didn't want him on on the thing anymore because he interviewed alex jones once too many times he could set up his own fucking media corporation well he's got his own media corporate corporation but you know what i mean like it's his own self delivering media corporation um or in my case, I don't have a lot of 
stuff. I don't have a lot of money. I don't have a lot of fucking dependencies, really. Um, so I don't, I don't really, unless somebody's going to come round, come round my house and, like, fucking SS me. I don't really have an awful lot to lose talking about these sort of things. I'm I'm self-employed enough to the point where I can't be fired. Um. Yeah. So that that's why I'm not I'm not massively worried, but I do I do think it's going to come to a point. Then this is I the the way celebrities get dragged over the coals. I wonder whether this is going to be something that's. Um, more widely done to people, just just normal people. You know, you have an argument with somebody, and then somebody will go because I've had it. Um, on social media, um, I there was so it, it recently it was because of the Dave Chappelle special, and uh, because I retweeted it and said how fucking funny it is, and it's hilarious. Um, somebody dragged a. Uh, tweets up from oh, there was there was a a pro feminist tweet that JK Rowling nothing to do with trans stuff uh, had done which I'd retweeted which they they dragged up out of my history and said when well, he retweets uh, he he retweets uh, transphobes and there was another one there was another there was an author who is apparently transphobic but I've no idea uh, and because and that that was nothing to do with uh, transphobia either, but apparently she's she said something derogatory, like probably for some something ridiculous that like w- women have wombs or something. Um, but yeah, so does that is this going to be something that happens to everybody now? Are we gonna uh, are we gonna enter into this world where you have an argument with somebody and they try and fucking out you as in? ist or a phobe of some variety on the said social media platforms or the I suppose the the even even more likely thing would be if you were to argue with somebody say in the office you worked in they they would then try and find an ist or a phobe tweet or post that you'd made and then give that to your boss and say oh, do you really think we should have somebody like this representing the company um. Yeah, I think that's coming. That's probably not far away, is it? Anyway, I've definitely kept you as long. This was a long one. This is nearly an hour. I sat down. I, I hope it's entertaining to listen to because I sat down thinking I don't think I've got a lot to talk about today. Turns out I needed somebody to talk to more than even I knew I did. Um. Remember, patron, Musty Audio, Lee Stevens Content Creator. All of it's the same. I don't. I don't do extra content. I'm gonna. Maybe I could try doing. Um, I see, like q and A. Q&A. I'd like to do something like that. If you guys want to ask me some questions about things that aren't necessarily like what I'm talking about on podcasts or something like that. Um, maybe something. I mean, even talk about. I play, I play drums. Play like a, a musician. Maybe maybe you'd want to talk about that. Something that isn't fucking the world ending. Um, maybe maybe I could put a post up. I, I should do it. I'll put a post up on the on Patreon. I'll do it now. As soon as I finish recording this, I'm going to put a post up on Patreon. And if enough people answer it, if enough of you put like questions down, 
um, I will do a question and answer video just for patrons once a month. How's that sound? That sounds great. That could be something I'll do. Um, but yeah, just keep the lights on. Keep the lights on, then hopefully enough of you will come in where it stops just keeping the lights on in the podcast studio and I can keep like my kitchen light on. And then a couple more people come in and not only it'll keep the kitchen lights on, it'll heat the kitchen as well. And one room at a time, we make the podcast like self-sufficient, not that it runs itself, but it actually runs Lee. That to me sounds fucking beautiful. So... Go to Patreon, sign up to one of the tiers. I'm going to go put a post on the Patreon thing saying, if you want me to do a Q&A video, I will do one of those. Um, if you would like to listen to me play drums uh, on Must See Audio, because obviously the, the YouTube channel has is now some sort of fucking monster onto itself um, because we don't do the reaction videos now. I, do, I am still going to start doing um, the, not the director's cut, we I did one with Susie not so long ago. We're going to do more of those. It's just been a thing. Um, obviously, there's going to be shit more shows with Alien Addict. I hope you're enjoying those. I, they're one of my favourite things to do. I was supposed to do one this weekend, but I've arranged to go out on Friday, and I forgot about it. So the uh, I won't be doing Alien Addict on Friday. I will be with him next week. So there is a Alien Addict coming next Friday. Uh, that'll be fun. Um, hoping to get Rianne back in uh, to do a podcast with me. I've spoke to Martin. I want Martin to come in and do episode 300 with me as well. It it, it only feels right that the fucking two original parents of Musty Audio get back together for the uh, 300th episode. I'll probably do not the director's cut with him as well. While he's around, I'm going to maybe try and organise that the next Saturday. Um, and of course, I'm going to give you some more of this. Um, I enjoy doing these. It's strange to say to say you enjoy doing a monologue podcast. It's like yes, I really, I really enjoy the sound of my own voice. I think it's, I think it's really interesting. I think I've got some, I think I've got some excellent points on things. I should probably be king of the world, if not overlord and ruler of the universe. I will speak to you next week. Until then. Just be fucking sound. Just be just be sound to each other. Let's not argue about things. Yeah. Bye.